What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. This is Intimate Knowledge with Brooke Burke, Megan King, and sex and intimacy coach Leela DeVille. Shh. It's a show about sex. Hi, Brooke. Hey, Megan. How are you? I'm good. I'm happy and I'm in a quiet house and life is looking up. Ooh, well, that's How unusual are you? for you. I'm doing, you know what? I'm doing great. It's been a really good week. And Leela's not with us today because she's going through, uh, you know, life is happening, some technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. That is the the new and improved 2020 version of Flame <laughs> Hookie. <laughs> that's right. That's the new sick day. So it's just the, two the of new us, sick I'm so day. To, I'm so happy to get to catch up because, girl, it looks like you've got a little sharing mm. to do. Well, yeah, um, I have a boyfriend. Oh Crazy God. to say. Oh, it's so weird. You it's know. so weird to say. It's um, so funny that we don't get to see each other um, in person anymore. So I saw your Instagram post the other day. And I love how honest you are and how self-deprecating you are. And it was like perfectly put. Megan, you got to go check her out on the gram if you haven't seen it. But she was like, well, if it's in People Magazine, I guess it's true. <laughs> it was like, right. Girl, I mean, it's kind of true. Like, I believe everything people puts out, right? Everything. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, People Magazine seems to do a better job than most of them, but yeah, yeah I do share. Sure. And by the way, he is so cute. Thanks, I agree. He's pretty smoking, in my opinion. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, um, we um, we kind of we started dating during the time of COVID, and I use air quotes as I say dating because we were quarantine dating you know, lots of phone conversations, FaceTime, getting to know each other that way. And people have said to me, well, isn't that kind of a good thing because you couldn't connect emotionally? I mean, I think that's a stretch to be completely honest. I didn't like it. I wanted to see him in person and see how, you know, how he moved his body and how he smelled and how he treats mm-hmm. others. And um, body language, chemistry, totally. for sure. But, so but how different more. was it to have that opportunity though to 
have a deeper conversation with him and, and to get to know him before we're sort of, you know, swooned or persuaded um, by the pheromones. Right. I mean, that was, it was good, I guess, because I knew that if there was a physical connection that we would be golden and, and which I guess is kind of the opposite. Usually, you know, you, you check and see if there's the physical connection and then you go in for the emotional. So we mm -hmm. were just the opposite way. Um, but for me, when I did see him for the first time, um, well, we met briefly before quarantine began, but uh, in person, but it was, it was not a romantic meetup, um, meeting, I should say. It was not a romantic meeting. But then, um, but so then we got to know each other, you know, over FaceTime and such. And um, it was good. But the first time I saw him, I'm like, after that, I'm like, hmm, what is your hair? I'm thinking, what does your hair feel like? Or like, <laughs> do you smell okay? Or like, what does your bad smell smell like? And what does your good smell smell like? Like, just things I never, Thought about I, before that I'm now. I bet it intensified everything. Just the anticipation of human no. touch, as if you weren't starving for that anyway. Brooke, I mean, it's so interesting. Brooke, I was an animal. I was an animal. I'm sure. I would, I'm sure. I swear, and I don't mean animal in a sexual way. I mean animal in like an instinctual way. I literally went to, Wanted to, to him and him. sniffed him. I'm not exaggerating. Like it wasn't weird. It, I made it low key. Like I was going in for a hug. You know, I tried to like play it off as something else, but I was like, I need to know how, how he smells. So I'm going to do a little sniff test. Yeah. 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 No, I totally get it. I totally so get weird. It. I mean, it's so weird. And then, so we did, we connected. It was great. It was everything. Um, it was good. We had good chemistry, um, which, you know, you expect to have with, with a boyfriend. So we have that and that new intoxicating feeling for sure. Yeah. And, and we're having fun and we're just low key. And, um, he, he lives in Utah. So it's been, I, I went out there and it's been fun to just be in nature and connect with one another. Do you feel like, cause I know you and I have talked about this privately before, like the dating after divorce is so different and, Sometimes you have a list of prerequisites. Sometimes you don't. You have your list of boxes that you want to get checked. Some women don't. Like, do you feel like in some ways it's a bit of a an interview? Like, mm -hmm. it's hard to yes. not. What do you, I mean, dating is. What do you mean? Well, I mean, like, some people say dating is a period of time of getting to know someone until you realize you don't like them. Uh -huh. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Okay. Or like, okay. Completely looking for, you know, the siren song, red flags, not to be skeptical or pessimistic, but I really felt like when I started dating, which I didn't do a lot of dating because I kind of accidentally fell in love, you know, my story, but I was uh -huh. really like eyes wide open, looking at everything. Um, mm -hmm. not dating an end result, but just really dissecting. And, um, I think that's yeah. because of history and divorce and pain and, and, um, just past experiences and not wanting history to repeat itself. What, what do you think? Yeah, I, I completely agree. And not only that, um, so I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of torn, I guess, um, psychologically, if we back up a little bit in my whole like dating psyche because on one, one side of me never wanted to be divorced and wants to be partnered up with um 
with the man and have, you know, the support and the love and share a bed. And then the other side of me says, well, I'm fine. I have the kids that I love. I have a career that I love. I have a good life. I don't need another, a new different man to define me. So if he's going to enter into my world, he better check every box. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so here I am between, I, I want to be partnered up and I don't need to be partnered up. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a great place to be because with, with Christian, I found that he does check every single box that I am, you know, in one scenario. And then on the other one, I, I, I can be partnered up with somebody who's supportive and the kind of relationship that, you know, at least right now that, and hopefully, you know, going forward, that's the goal that I always envisioned that I would have mm -hmm. and not one of mistrust or, or pain and one of, yeah. you know, lifting one another up. So, yeah. So yeah, it's been a, but, but like you said, Brooke, it's, I, I have dissected almost everything. But I hope you keep thinking like that and, and allowing the possibility to be in a new relationship to lift each other up. I mean, that is so important. I hope you keep asking yourself questions and you keep looking and not looking mm -hmm. for bad things. Like I, I was like uh -huh. in bed with Scott the other day and I was, mm -hmm. we were talking about last summer and I always mm -hmm. make a joke because last summer was like the summer of my life where I had like a great time and I was dating a little bit. I was just like flying my free flag and I was having the best time. And Good I was bro. joking around Scott because he's super confident and we have a really beautiful relationship. And mm -hmm. I was like, I had this plan where I was going to have like three guys. I was going to have one in Italy. I was going to have an older one. I was going to have a younger one. Like mm -hmm. I think I was working and fulfill all of my needs. And he's like, really? And I go, well, it's not that I didn't want to fall in love or want to find one man. I didn't think that I could. And he was like, mm. well, what, what do you mean? Tell me more about that. And I said, I didn't think that I could love again. It's not that I didn't want to. Mm. I prayed for that open heart, but I didn't think mm -hmm. I was capable of wholeheartedly loving again. And mm -hmm. as it turns out, I am. It's different. Mm. But mm. my eyes are, are wide open and it's very healthy. And I, I just, mm. I wish that for you so much. And there's such a learning Thanks. curve and it takes so much time to know someone. And then let's just get into and talk about sprinkle in kids. Cause you and mm. I have seven of them plus a couple of friends. I mean, yeah. even during this time right now, I've got, you know, almost all of my kids at home and occasionally a few friends that's, that's safe. Mm. And it's just a lot of action. So you know, half the time it was heavy romance and then you dive right into Familyville and mm -hmm. that's where your true colors really show. Like we have a yeah. lot on plate as women and, and single mothers and not everybody is equipped for that. I mean, you know? it's a big responsibility to take on. I think one has to have a huge heart that's mm -hmm. um, open to very open-minded and has a lot, a lot of love to give. No, Christian doesn't have children. Mm -mm. So yeah, he's, he, um, I mean, he wants children and, and he wants a family and, um, you know, I have three and that doesn't scare him away. He's a strong enough right. man and has a big enough heart to be able to embrace that. If that's, you know, where, where we decide to go with our relationship. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I love what you just said, Brooke, you said you prayed for, for an open heart and, mm -hmm. and you know, so did I. I have been going on dates and trying to navigate this whole like single life. Um, and I thought to my, I, I, it came to, it occurred to me that, you know what, I think my heart might be closed down and, mm -hmm. and I need to 
to work through that. And I did all the things I needed. I did therapy and I did meditations and I talked to friends and I prayed. But what I decided to do before I met Christian in person for the first time was to literally pray to God for an open heart. I did my emotional releases and I prayed, prayed, prayed to just open my heart to being present and vulnerable and just giving this person, you know, the whole me and allowing my heart to be open to And I did. And I was able to do that. And it, it was a huge challenge for me to think about what that would look like for me and to be able to open my heart for receiving and whether or not it was filled. I mean, that's, you know, that, that remained to be seen at the time, but it was, and, and you know what? I, it's scary. It was a great connection. I'm so happy to hear you say this, you know, Megan and I were really? driving um, separately the other day. So we had a little bit of like girl time to catch up on the phone. And I don't know if you remember, but I had said to you, you know, that I made a promise to myself, you know, in singlehood that I was going to be with a man that's extraordinary. And that's like a big word. And that doesn't mean perfect or really successful or he has to be, you know, X, Y, and Z. Just meant to me and my own private definition that I was not going to settle for anything less than, in my mind, an extraordinary man. And I remember telling you that and you were like, yeah, like, hell yeah. Like, go for extraordinary because we are worthy. And, you know, every... Sounds like, you know, it sounds like so far he's checking those boxes and you should not settle for anything less than whatever that, whatever that means for you, you know? I agree. And I think opening myself up to know that, like you said, I am worthy and uh, not only am I worthy of love, but I'm worthy of a good, good man who can check those boxes for me. And I'm not making excuses for, you know, myself or compromising in ways that are that matter and, and are valuable to me. And I hope that Christian is doing the same for himself because that would, that's the ultimate way that he can respect me is by holding me to the standards that he holds dear to his heart. So it's a two way street. It's all about, and then communication, of course, but yeah, I think by holding your values true and Mm -hmm. I'm speaking, I think for anyone dating, you know, not compromising those that, that's how you're holding yourself to a, your to a higher standard and, and really mm-hmm. bringing a better version of yourself. I mean, I did so much work before I got into a relationship and I had a really interesting mm-hmm. conversation with my partner the other day where we were just talking about like little things that matter a lot and little things that I do for him that, you know, might be small things to some people, but are big things to him. Simple things like I make him coffee in the morning when he's over and I froth the milk and I bring it back to bed and we lay in bed. And because of quarantine right now, we can actually have that downtime together to talk and catch up and actually have a cup of coffee. And I was thinking about how I never really did that in my marriage. Hmm. And he was really surprised. And he was like, why, why, why didn't you do that? And I think it was for a number of reasons and resentment and blocks and pain and, you know, just the funk that we were in. And, and he asked me, you know, straight up, he was like, what shifted? Like, why are you able to do things as a woman in this space with me that you weren't before? And it was such a thoughtful conversation that we had and, and what I took away from it. And, and, you know, once I really looked inside to dissect that, I realized that I just made a choice in this relationship that I'm in right now to show up um, as a well-rounded woman in my most beautiful feminine energy and to give that to someone 
because I wanted to, because it turns me on so much to be feminine. And, you know, I, we talk about the word surrender a lot and I know it's a very vulnerable word and it's not dominant submissive. That is not what I mean. That's a whole nother sexy thing, which I also love, but the word surrender is just no ego and showing up in love in a very soft, complete space. And I've never been that woman before. And it feels so honest and so real and so um, Mm. revealing and it's so sexy and I love it and he loves it. And it's just, God, I wish that for you. And it's, and it's, it was a, it was a commitment. I wish it for me too. A deliberate decision. I love that. So how is he handling all the press and everything? Cause he seems like a, I mean, it's been hard. (laughs) Yeah. He's a simple, normal guy. I mean, he's an extraordinary, simple, normal guy, but he's still, he's not a public figure. And, um, and so it's been it's been quite um, overwhelming in a lot of ways for him. For me, it also has because yeah. although I'm definitely more used to the press and being you know having my private life in the public eye, I've never and think about this, Brooke. I've never had a romantic um, introduction in the public eye, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim yeah. and I, like when, you know, when I started coming into uh, like tabloids, whatever. He, I was, he was already, you know, a baseball yeah. player. I was already connected to him. And then, and then I like slowly came out on the Real Housewives of Orange County. Well, now this is a whole world of watching for myself. <laughs> I've never had this before. How's he handling it's a, it? Like, it's a lot. I mean, listen, this is, all, that, that, that shows a lot of, you know, true colors come out in that. No, I mean, and there's things that, you know, pictures I wish that were on, like, uh, on, you know, the internet or whatever, but they are, or things that I've said that are a little bit, bit um, racy. Taken out of context, for sure. Or take things sure. that have taken out of context, misquotes, you know, there's a lot of stuff. But the thing is, we weren't ready to come, to go public. So There was some source that leaked some information. And then all of a sudden I read, I have a boyfriend. Like, yeah. We, and that's a we big word, by the way, the B it's a word. Big word. <laughs> ready for that conversation like I thought you know couldn't we just be adults and just like assume that you know you're a boyfriend and girlfriend but then all of a sudden like the press is telling me I am and I felt like I should get ahead of that oh my god well I'm so happy for you and you know what keep communicating keep communicating and exploring and experimenting and keep praying for your open heart and you know what just enjoy it ring it out enjoy all of it because Let's go back to what Lilas has said so beautifully that you mm-hmm. want to be with somebody who allows you to go places that you can't go on your own, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's beautiful. in a relationship and of loving someone, you know? Yeah. So cheers to that, right? Yeah, cheers love to it. new beginnings. That's kind of what I, I, can't I, wait that's to what I want to really focus on. <laughs> cheers to new beginnings. Hopefully we can double yes. date soon. Yes. I would love that. Let's do it. So we're going to do something a little different today. We have a fun game of spin the bottle. And since it's just the two of us, I thought we could get um, down and dirty and revealing. And um, I don't know, let's play. Are you up for it? Let's do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to see what we, what questions we have for you and I. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. 
I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous (laughs) of your generation that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so the Spin the Bottle game, our producer set up for us, and we just thought it would be fun and light and just the way to get to know each other in a sexy kind of way. And anybody can do it. So you can play at home too with your partner. And yeah, so let's just test out. Our producers yeah. wrote up some questions. So we're going to read them back and forth too. Kind of a fun little thing. I know. And why does it always come back to us, Megan? Like, what have you done? Have you ever? Right? You I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So All our right. first question is, what is the one thing that never fails to put you in the mood? Ooh, for me, um, that never fails. I mean, I, for me, it's like dialogue and communication. I mean, my man can say one thing to me, the right thing that's erotic and masculine. And it totally puts me in the mood. It's kind of like connecting like the brain and the body for Mm me. Um, I'm usually in the mood, but it's that dialogue. What what about (laughs) you? What do you, what do you think? Um, I think it's like, I, I think for me, it's something sensual with the face, whether it's, I, you know, very close up eye contact or touching the face. Uh, for me, just something 
that yeah that emotional connection that that's yeah. going to turn me on way more than anything physical can and i do feel like like intellectual foreplay verbal foreplay is super mm-hmm. important like i don't know about you but i've never liked it when like when a guy just like dives right in or wants to like just like get right down into it or thinks that oral is like the fore- foreplay i need like a little i need like I need like a mental warm up that's not a physical warm up. Do you know what I mean? Like talking about how sexy you look, or or like playing Jeopardy. Uh, not <laughs> like where Jeopardy. are we here? Well, I'm saying just like the lead up that's not just the physical dive. That's what I'm saying. Okay, like some banter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's or maybe I'm just in that phase right now. <laughs> All right. No, what else I do we think have? I, I mean I, I'm there with you in that one for sure. Okay. Let's let's have another. There's one, one for you, Megan. Okay. Um, which of the senses are the most important when being intimate, and why? Like sight, touch, or smell? I think they're all important. I mean, I sight, no, not as much. Touch and smell, yeah, they're hugely important. Um, I'm a huge person with physical touch. I love holding hands or like, um, you know, touching a shoulder or the back. Um, Mm -hmm. And then smell, Brooke, you and I just talked about how I couldn't wait to smell Christian for the first time because I didn't know what he smelled like because we quarantine dated on FaceTime. So I don't... Maybe smell. I'm going to go with smell. Yeah, I'm with you. I think pheromones are so primal and super important and kind of a new thing in my life. I used to like cologne and you identify a certain scent with, with the man and that memory, that sense memory. Now I'm really into, I'm really, really into and totally turned on by natural smells. Like mm-hmm. I want to know mm-hmm. what my man smells like, not what the scent of his cologne. I think that's really revealing and super sexy. Okay, what else? I like have? I like both. I like both. Okay, so most used sex toy. Um Brooke. You take it <laughs> okay. away. Um it's really interesting. I just cleaned out like my toy drawer and threw literally threw away a lot of stuff because my body's changing, right? And I'm changing as a woman. Like the pocket rocket mm-hmm. was one of like the go-to most popular vibrators of all time. It doesn't do it for me at all. Um, mm-hmm. I really like the, the womanizer, which is more of like a clitoral um, um, suction. It's like an oral sex kind of yeah, a vibrator. Love mm-hmm. that. It really just depends what I'm into, what kind of a mood, how erotic I'm feeling. So that changes for me all the time. And that's why I, I encourage women to really get to know their bodies and to experiment um, and mm-hmm. to not get married to one sex toy because if you're used to that really aggressive go-to vibration, then sometimes it's hard to have an orgasm without it or to receive pleasure without it. So different different things like hopefully make you tick and get you off at different times of your life, right? Of your cycle. What do you think? I guess the standard vibrator, but um, I think for me, I haven't really been into sex toys as much lately as, you know, maybe some other times that's because you have a new um, man (laughs) i have a new boyfriend i have a new boyfriend like i really i feel really turned on by by him and like emotionally and physically and you know all the ways all the right ways all the way so so just i feel like almost like i'm waiting for him right yeah i love it (laughs) kind of like that yeah so so probably none at the moment what else do we got 
a celebrity that has slid into your DMs. Oh, Brooke, I can't wait to hear what this is from you. You know, I don't, I don't read DMs. It's weird. No one hits you me don't. up on Instagram. I swear, I swear to you, no one hits me up on Instagram. It's so weird. My friends make fun of me. I'm like, seriously, it's kind of like no one used to talk to me in a bar. And I'm not saying, oh, poor me. No one DMs me. Guys, that's I don't not get true, my- Brooke. I DM'd you and you never responded. So I you did probably have just like a whole, you didn't, no, you probably have a no. ton of DMs. You know what? Next time I see you, you're gonna like. I don't get like creepy pics. Like, like I'm telling you, and certainly no celebrity has ever, no celebrity has ever DM'd. I don't know. For for me, maybe like uh, somebody from a reality show, like Bravo. Um, Did you respond? Yeah. Um, Yes. How come I don't get DMs? Or Brooke Burke? Oh wait, Brooke (laughs) Burke doesn't slide into DMs or out. (laughs) It <laughs> seems so invasive. Like, well, Brooke, I slid, DM I slid into your DMs. I'm verified. So does that count? You I slid in there. You just will never know. You're you're my girl. I'm gonna find you. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. I'll hold you to it. All right, what's our next one? Weird fetish. Um I wouldn't call it a fetish really. I mean, people think I have like a foot fetish because I have all these weird foot freaks that follow me and like have sites like dedicated to my feet, which is so bizarre. But I do love you do feet. Great like feet. if I like if I think like if I was dating a man and he had like gnarly feet or he didn't have a nice pedicure or his feet were rough or like that would be a huge yeah. turn off to me. Be total. Um I just feel like like if you're taking care of your whole body, it's probably a good sign and I find that to be really sexy. And I like like a, like a guy in faded blue jeans with like sexy feet or a beachy guy, you know. And 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 I like to have my 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 feet massage. It's just like mm. it's a tender gesture. Like it means a lot to mm. me. The best, yes, yes. I've only had you? that a couple times ever. I know, amazing. I know. Um, I think um, neck kissing, like getting my neck kissed. Nice. I don't, I'm just gonna turn that into a fetish, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love. We're that. like, wah, wah, wah. We have no weird fetishes. If Lila was here, you'd <laughs> <laughs> have yeah, some other one. Most, Most underrated, underrated sex, sex position. Um, I would say for me, um, spooning. Yeah. Most under. Yeah, that's sweet. I I think sex. also like missionary isn't necessarily a go-to but I do feel like it's a great opportunity to connect and yeah. um I like I like sharing breath you know I like I love that you do like that, that. Mm-hmm. um and eye contact and just the embrace and I like to feel like the weight of a man and to feel um you know small and feminine beneath him so yeah yeah missionary yeah I feel like missionary is the one that everyone's thinking oh it's so boring whatever so I feel like that's the only one we could really use to say truly is underrated because it's sweet and it's sensual and like that you can actually like see gaze into one another's eyes faces like on top of each other so yeah I agree I'm Elliot Connie and this is family therapy my best hopes I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father is that true 
That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shower, bathtub, hot tub, or pool? Where do you prefer to have sex? Um, none of them because um, you can't lube up. I know, right? Okay, shower, bathtub, hot tub, or pool. I'm gonna say, um, I'm not even gonna talk about sex because I don't think that's the end game here, but I really do love to take baths. I think they're soothing, they make you sleep better, they're sensual, I like to connect, I like to light candles and set the mood and put on mm-hmm. a great romantic playlist. And I feel like it's a nice time to slow down relax together and that leads to other sensual things for me um and i take a lot of baths and bathing with a man like i can't believe how many men don't take bubble baths Mm -hmm. or epsom salt baths or find that to be a very feminine thing i love it and it's a very romantic uh, Mm um meeting totally yeah i like you know what i like uh showers with my partner um Mm -hmm. especially in days when i'm washing my hair so i can like not worry about you know getting my hair wet and it's just and not sexually necessarily but just um just intimate okay here's a fun one when was the last time you lied to your kids about a sex question because you didn't know how to answer it your kids are probably too little for that yeah so this doesn't matter for me but 
What about for you? Um, I try not to really lie. I mean, there are white lies that come up, but I, you know, I give them factual information and sometimes I, I really find confidence in saying, you know what, that's not appropriate. I'm going to get back to you on that. Or that's really none of your business. None of your business. We can talk about that at a later time in life. Mind you your know. own business. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. My sex life is none of your business. Okay. So nighttime sex versus daytime sex. Aaron, lights um, on or off? Whoa, we have sex. We have sex day and night because we're still all day, all night, all day, anytime, all, all the time. <laughs> lights um, on, lights off. I feel like my man and I have an abnormal amount of sex because we both have a really healthy appetite and we really like each other. You're compatible. Yeah, totally. And it's a it's a new thing for me. This amount, um, it's almost embarrassing. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Go but you know world. what? You know what? I'll take it, man. I'll I'll freaking take it. And um, lights off, but beautiful lighting. Like I want enough lighting where I can see, but I do not yeah, like. No. Well, I don't know. What am I talking about? Low lighting. About? I want low lighting. So, yeah. Low yeah. lighting. Um, All right. Last I like, one. When was the last time you talked to your parents about your sex life? Um, no, my mom. I know, right? My mom is the only one still with me, and I haven't talked to my mom about sex in a really, really, really long time. But I value the relationship with my mother so much because she was always open and gave me incredible body confidence mm-hmm. and intimate, intimate information, education. I mean, she was very, very open and very prudy about that. But honestly, Megan, it's been like a long time. I mean, I guess I told my parents or my mom, um, you know, when the whole like threesome situation erupted, but we didn't talk about sex. It was more of just like that. I don't even think of that as sex right anymore. I think of it as a shameful experience that's now public um, that I've got that I've moved beyond because I did. I don't want to experience shame around it, but um, I also don't really want it in the public eye either. So it's just like a weird. That's kind of strange so yeah, what yeah that's a little bit tough oh my god well that was so much fun Megan I'm that was super, fun super I'm super happy for you um can't Thanks, wait to meet him keep enjoying your life don't care too much about what people think um just enjoy Thank it you. you know totally enjoy. and Great I also every, everybody that's listening next week please do not miss next week's episode because I had a wish list um of a guest in fact Leela and I both this was very important to me her name is Elisa Vidi and she wrote the book Woman Code and she is going to talk to us about something that I never heard of until this year and it's been a game changer in my life, my sex life and how I understand my body, my female body. She's going to talk to us about the female master clock and the woman code system. It's brilliant and fascinating mm-hmm. and we need to learn this as women. So, you know, do not miss next week's episode. I'm super excited about this one, Megan. Yeah, we'll see you next week, guys. And follow us on Instagram at Intimate Knowledge Podcast. And don't forget to submit your questions. Yeah, and also email us because we love hearing from you at ik at iheartradio.com. ik at iheartradio.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. See you next week. Bye, Megan. Bye. Subscribe to Intimate Knowledge on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. 
Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.